Welcome back to the Broadway Joni podcast. Uh, obviously, Broadway Joni here, clocking in early this week on a Wednesday night. Uh, appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. Lots to go over, lots to discuss. Uh, we're going to go over everything when it comes to Jets Broncos, game recap, uh, talk about where I was right last week, including my gambling picks. Uh, just talk more Zach Wilson. I think uh, him and Mims are going to have a lot to go over there. Uh, obviously, big news today out of Jets camp is Marcus May and his injury. And we'll look at some outlook there and some trade options. Uh, talk about Rob Sala. Obviously, the, the comments made, uh, made by Greg Van Roten in the offensive line. And then we'll go over the Titans, some predictions, and some gambling picks. So appreciate everyone uh, tuning in. Yeah, had to go early this week. Had uh, a pretty busy weekend ahead of me. Wanted to make sure I got this out and recap the game and also talked about the upcoming week. So we're going to dive right into it. Uh, as always, appreciate everyone tuning in. Hopefully uh, winning some money last week. Just to recap, went uh, a cool 7 for 14, so 50%. Did go up a little money based on some money line picks that I have, which we'll go over in the second half of the pod. But uh, we'll jump right in. Also, I uh, can't forget some of the fan questions we got going. Uh, should be some good ones this week. Had a lot of uh, – a lot of people tuning out. I do owe one apology, and that is to my man Jalen Johnson with the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, ex-former ex co-worker, I should say. Told him to bench Jamar Chase on the Fantasy Football Wednesdays. Obviously made a mistake there. He had a pretty decent game, so my bad, dude. But we go onward. So, yeah, to, to jump right in, we'll, we'll talk about the Broncos here, Talk, you know, recap the game a little bit, and obviously – was not anything we thought. I did not have the Jets to win. I did have them to cover. Um, I, I don't think that a lot of fans, especially on on Twitter, you know, everywhere I saw, even you know, even some professional, you know, and there's a such thing as a professional gambler, but a lot of people just didn't think the Jets would be that flat coming out. And, and for me, in, in watching the game, obviously very disappointing, a very boring game if you're a Jets fan. But uh, there were some encouraging signs that I saw, and then there was obviously some glaring missteps. And I think the biggest and the and the, and the shoulders that this one falls on has got to be our offensive coordinator. When, when you're looking at LaFleur, obviously you're you're excited about the the offense he brings from San Fran. Obviously he had success with the uh, that you feel, but really Garoppolo mediocre to good at best. Uh, but they they've had success. Went to a Super Bowl with them. Obviously behind a you know pretty pretty caliber defense there. But regardless. You're looking for creativity. You're looking to enhance the quarterback and his play as well. You know, work work with his strengths. And Zach Wilson's strengths are pretty simple. He's an athletic kid, good on the run, can throw the ball. He's a, a rocket for an arm. He's he's quick quick release, and obviously he needs it. He's at uh, 1.7 seconds to throw the ball, um, which is one of the one of the quickest in the NFL. But regardless, you're looking you're looking to emphasize the strengths and. 
And when, when it comes to the offensive line, you have the game plan for that. You, and I thought I thought coming into the game that there'd be a little bit more of, of, of a of an emphasis on the run and being a little more run heavy. I was shocked to see abandoning the run so soon. Michael Carter's got some pop, man. I, I don't know why we're, we're we're shying away so soon. A couple plays, uh, I, I can remember it was a uh, a fourth and one, and we ran a quick out. Just give Michael Carter the ball. Give the kid a chance. Let him run. We have to build, especially with the young rookie quarterback. You have to build the run game in order to, in order to succeed. And, and you know, just reading into it a little bit more, I mean, like we're one of the worst in the league off the play action pass, and obviously that speaks volumes to how how well we run the ball. So I think a lot of this falls on his shoulders. Obviously, he's a rookie offensive coordinator, so he'll grow, you know, he'll grow along with the quarterback. But I think that's a glaring misstep. And I think another misstep is uh, on the shoulders of Joe Douglas not bringing in a veteran quarterback presence. You, Zach Wilson needs someone to fall back on, and usually, if there's not a veteran quarterback presence, there's a veteran coach or a coordinator, somebody he can talk to about what's been going on. And obviously, he can't do that because there is none. They're, everyone's young, and, and that's what gets you a little bit excited about the Jets is everyone's so young and we're still kind of, I don't want to say competing, but we're not getting absolutely torched, right? So I, I think there's got to be some encouragement there, but we, we, we need some veteran presence for some of these guys to learn from and grow from. And uh, I, I don't think 0-3 was the start that everyone thought we would. I, no, I don't think anyone came out saying we're going to go 3-0 and you know be world beaters, but we're obviously not, nowhere near on the – progression that we thought it would. I mean, Zach Wilson had a phenomenal second half against the Panthers and then clearly came out the next, the last, the, you know, the next two games and just wasn't, wasn't what we thought he was going to be. And I, I don't know if that's a hundred percent on him. He's, uh, he's the most sack quarterback in the NFL. He's second in, in, uh, in, in pressures and he's first in uh, QB hits. So we have to, we have to take a lot of this with a grain of salt. If you saw the adjusted lines for drops, he also is first in the NFL in uh, drops. Uh, second is the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. If, if you look at the adjusted numbers, he would have completed 70% of his passes last week. And a lot of the passes he was making were on the money. The second interception hit the receiver in the hands, just like just like week two, and it hit Corey Davis. It, it hit Berrios in the hand. You have to catch the ball. You have to help the rookie quarterback, and Jets aren't doing that right now. So that's the offense recap. I think on the defensive side of the ball, and I'll, I'll – Really jump into where I was right on this one. I, I was very excited to watch C.J. Mosley in pass coverage. I thought he had a pretty stellar game. He's, he looks prime C.J. Mosley. He's quick. He lost he lost some weight to fit this defensive scheme. Running around, uh, flying around like a bat of a hell. He's he's hitting. He's he's doing his thing. It's really good to see and really encouraging to see him back. Uh, and back in a big way. And I, I think the same goes for Quentin Williams. He is. Obviously, you, know, you saw the two sacks. He's obviously, you know, an impact player, but I think he's getting back into that game flow and that game rhythm, and you and you can tell he's going to be a difference maker for a while. So, hopefully, we don't we don't botch that relationship there. So, I was right about that. Those two things. I was right about the early game plan. It looked like the Jets were going to try to run the ball and keep the ball, not out of Zach Wilson's hands, but a little more, uh, you know, of checkdowns and throws. Um, but. It, it was tough to watch on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, obviously teams are gonna score. We're not we're not holding anyone to zero points. I thought the Jets defense, they're young, they're raw, they're athletic, they're quick. They did what they can do. Um, I'm encouraged by that. I, th- I think that shows a lot of you know potential growth. Bryce Hall is a player, by the way. This guy, with the injury history, people were a little bit worried. You know, what's he gonna be like for the value that Joe Douglas got about? He's a player. He, he's one of the uh, right now graded one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, and I think rightfully so. He's pre- he's pretty damn good. So jumping back to Zach Wilson, a lot of people are you know 
it, first of all, if you're calling him a bust already, just enough. He's he's got to be just more consistent. That that's that's the bottom line. He's got to, but also he has to be able to trust his coordinators and trust the offense he's in and show consistency. He doesn't have to be here every play. Joe Douglas talked about that. I'm excited this week because I think that Kenny Yeboah is going to be brought up. I like this kid out of Ole Miss. I think he's going to be able to trust him in his hands. Um, I, I think it was a little bit damaging. I, I liked the Herndon trade, but I think when you're building chemistry with a tight end and a guy you can trust and that, that security blanket and you ship him off, it, it, it probably causes a little bit of a rift in in the game plan for you. I'm hoping Jamison Crowder can kind of fill that void. Again, I like Kenny Yeboah. I hope he's you know, up to snuff when it comes to blocking. Uh, you know, and understanding schemes, but I, I think Yeboah can be a uh, can be can be a player for us in the future. Having Crowder back, I think, is a big deal. Maybe we get to see. I'll get into Mims later, but maybe we get to see Mims this week. Um, but again, again, the Jets we, we lead the league in drops. You can't have that with a rookie quarterback. You have to have a sure set of hands. You have to have guys that are going to catch the ball. And and I like to look in Jet, you know, Jets past here. Uh, arguably, the sure set of hands the Jets have ever had is Jericho Cotri. And Mark Sanchez had that. wasn't for long, but he had that. So, so you're looking at that, and you're looking at got obviously the run game worked with Rex Ryan and Thomas Jones, and then obviously the next year with Sean Green and Ladainian Tomlinson. The the Jets with the rookie, any rookie quarterback, you need a run game to complement that. I think Michael Carter can be that guy. We'll, we'll see on that. So I think I think going into this game with Zach Wilson, you have to you have to be a little bit more encouraged that he's going to start connecting on these throws and going to start making the right decisions and checkdowns. But again, it's he's a rookie quarterback. It's going to be a little, uh, a little hazy. So we'll dive into the, De- the Denzel Mims situation. Obviously I talked last week. I won't chime too much on this, but I think he's got a real shot to see the field this week. Uh, that that's because obviously, you know, Jeff Smith with the, uh, the car accident concussion. Um, you have Elijah Moore with the concussion as well, which obviously we don't like to see that, but you know, got to take care of your health first. So you're missing two receivers out there. So you're likely going to roll out with uh, with Corey Davis, Berrios, Jamison Crowder, if you can play with that groin, Mims and Keelan Cole and, and see what happens. But I think Mims is, is too too talented to keep to keep sideline for this long. They keep hyping up how good in practice he's being. I, I've heard enough about the good practices. It's got to start translating to the field. So I, I think we're going to get a chance to see Mims. Um, obviously, big news today, I, I mentioned before, is Marcus May with an ankle out three to four weeks. Uh, his agent's an absolute fucking loser to come out right away and just say, like, oh, that he should be healthy by the trade deadline. Th- then trade him. He obviously doesn't want to play here if his agent's putting this stuff out. He, he falls in that Jamal Adams category of obviously super talented, you know, can, can be a difference maker on the field, but just an absolute head case. Jamal Adams obviously a little bit more verbal about it, but – when it comes to Marcus May, he hasn't been shy about saying he wants to get paid or he's out. Is he worth money? Sure. Is he worth the money he thinks he's worth? Absolutely not. So I think there's some real real options there for the Jets. You can maybe get, uh, I would say, maybe a third or fourth form at best. I, I just don't think a, tr- a team is going to trade anything higher with a guy for a guy on a franchise tag. Um, to co- like If it's a Super Bowl contender, maybe you get a player as well. I, I just don't think so. Um in my eyes, Marcus May is you know as good as gone by the end of the season. Again, if I'm Joe Douglas, I probably do move him. I, I think he's had it with the Jets, and he just doesn't want to be here. And that, and that's that. So I, I'm I'm a little more optimistic on what we could potentially get for him. But again, we have to obviously make sure that it's going to be worth our while. Because uh, you're, you're losing a premier player. You're losing a guy you know who should have been a part of this team for you know for a very long time. But again, he's 28 years old. How many how many more prime years does he have? Uh, jumping in next. Uh, with with Rob Sala and I, and I think um, 
I I want to start by saying that I, I just think he needs to approach his press conferences with a little more honesty and a little more a little more of a critical mind. And I, I say that because he I, I love his positivity. I, I won't shy away from that, but he's being too positive on things he shouldn't. Like he he commented and said that LaFleur is coaching a good game. A blind man can see he's not. And I'm not trying to be too harsh. I'm not trying to, you know, discourage Jets fans from saying, you know, this guy isn't going to be a good coordinator. You know, he shouldn't be calling the plays. He's he's obviously a smart and, and qualified guy for the job. I just don't think he's been doing that job to his best ability as, as of yet. Or, you know, maybe he's just – he's just not fitting in as good as they thought. But, again, to to keep to keep harping on how good of a job he's doing, he's clearly not. We, we haven't scored a touchdown in two games. So pump the brakes there. Um, I, I do agree with Sal. I think we've been better than our record shows. Obviously not on offense, but overall. Uh, defense has answered the bell. Def- the defense is ranked top 15 in pretty much every statistical category. So I, I think we're 10th overall. I, that That's a pretty damn good job for, start, you know, for starting in pretty much an entire secondary of rookies. And we're outside of C.J. Mosley, we're probably one of the youngest de- defenses in the NFL. So I think he's got to be a little more critical of uh, Lafleur on the offense, and obviously not of the, not not of the rookie quarterback. I think more so on the actual play calling and execution day in day out. So, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much a recap. You know what what I'm looking at coming into this week. We're gonna dive in next to uh, the offensive line and Greg Van Roten, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap up with uh, you know things to watch for the Titans, some score predictions, and then uh, you know obviously my uh, my pick for the game. That is Greg Van Roten in the offensive line talking to Zach Wilson. So it's a little bit of a stretch. I know. Um, but oh man, it's it's insane putting putting that putting the performance on Zach Wilson as 1.7 seconds to get rid of the ball is it's insane. Greg Van Roten is one of the one of the worst rated offensive lines in the NFL, according to literally every statistical site you can look up. He not only is part of the offensive line that's allowed the most sacks in the NFL, the second most hits, and he, and allowing their quarterback to be the most rushed in the in the NFL. But he's done nothing in this league to prove anything. So for for him to come out and pretty much throw his rookie quarterback under the bus, saying he's got to get rid of the ball faster, you know, he's got to you know learn NFL speed. Enough. The kid is dodging. Dodging tacklers left and right, throwing the ball downfield. Obviously, he's made some mistakes. Nobody's saying that, but oh, it's just insane. And I, I, I would be going, I'd be going out of my mind to not talk about this or bring this up. And um, I commend really the entire defensive line for being absolute leaders on this team and, and sticking up for their quarterback more than their own offensive linemen. Are, most of the offensive linemen are so. Oh man, I, I, I just it, it's a storyline that's so typical of Jets and. It's they're gonna hopefully not, but they're gonna ruin this kid eventually. So just we had, we had we had to talk about that. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into the Titans game here. Um, you know things to watch, things I want to watch. We'll do some score predictions and uh, you know my my pick for the game. I I would like to do player props. I'll tweet them out this week. I don't have access to them as of now. They are not uh, they are not launched due to, due to it being Wednesday. So apologies for the early pod here. Uh, but some things to watch for the Titans, obviously. Um, I'm very interested to watch our linebacking core against Derrick Henry's. We're we're unbelievably thin at linebacker, and obviously, you know, 
we we can all talk about you know the injuries what we lost and Derrick Henry's even if we're fully healthy he's still going to be a beast. We're just so thin at linebacker. I'm interested to see how CJ Mosley plays against him and how you know how how well our tackling is. We haven't really tackled well this year. Obviously the Damian Harris run was a huge deal, but we have not tackled well at all. Um, second thing to watch is who is going to be the outside of Derrick Henry playmaker. So Julio's a little banged up. AJ Brown's a little banged up. Who's going to play? Both are questionable. Both are. I don't think they're going to play either. I think the Titans are going to walk into this as a rest week because we're the Jets. I don't know if they're going to play either of them. And I, th- I think that's a great opportunity to build some confidence for this, uh, you know, young secondary if they're not confident enough already. Um, and I think it's an opportunity to keep the game a little bit closer than it probably should be. And then uh, next is, is how how the offense adjusts and how we keep up with really really with another pretty solid defense against like Mike Vrabel's no you know no hack. He's obviously a great coach and a great defensive coach. He's proven that, but. Uh, how do we look? We played three of the best defenses in the NFL for the first three weeks, and granted, they they might be rated a little bit higher because they played us, and we're you know we're obviously not that team yet. But uh, I'm interested to see how we play the defense. I, I want to see a little bit more uh, creativity, uh, you know, on the floor side of the uh, you know on the floor side of the ball. I uh, would obviously love to see Mims get involved a little bit. I'm not a, I'm not a Mims freak, and I, you know I'm not I'm not saying he's the next coming of Christ, but I think he's definitely more than more than enough talented to play. Um, I want to see obviously some rotations on the offense, but I'd really like to see Michael Carter step up and really take care of that uh, that number one running back role for us. Um, and I want I want to see Zach Wilson just make smart plays. He's on pace for a pretty terrible stat line right now. I'd like to see him, you know, take a step back, make the smart throw, make the right decision. Because once you start doing that, and you're you're in a routine, you're hitting these throws, then you can expand it a little bit and show off that arm talent. Um, so that that's pretty much what I'm looking for here. I I think overall score prediction. I'm going to go Titans 30, Jets 14. I, I think they keep it closer a little than the Titans just roll away with it. I, I don't think the Jets cover. I think the pick here is t- Titans minus eight. So, uh, you know, that, that's my that's my preview going into the game. Again, I, I'm very interested to see a lot of those things. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle with Marcus May out as well. I think he's obviously, you know, a pretty focal point of our defense. But, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, we're not, we're not in the greatest spot. So, obviously, I'll be live tweeting during the game, uh, you know, giving my live updates. So, obviously, follow me, you know, at Twitter at BroadwayJoni. And uh, we'll 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 take it from there. So it's it should be an interesting game. I, I don't expect us to win. I think a no one four starts more than uh, more than we probably even deserve, which we're pretty terrible. And we'll uh, we'll, we'll see uh, you know where, where the card uh, you know where the chips fall at the end of the day. Clearly, DJ Wells is on a little bit of a sabbatical right now from giving me songs, so we're gonna go with "Money by the Flying Lizards" to lead us into the uh, the gambo in, uh, the gambling intro. Uh, again, recapping last week, uh, perfectly, pretty much 500, seven for 14 on uh, you know picks against the spread. Uh, I did go up a little bit based on some money line picks that I had. Um, I had obviously uh, Packers money line, Rams money line, both dogged. So yeah, pretty excited about that. Uh, you know, obviously winning some money. Hopefully, you guys were able to follow. You know, be up a couple dollars going into this week. 
Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll dive right into it. a lot of, you know, a lot of pretty interesting lines, pretty, pretty interesting games. I will say um, I'm pretty 50, 50 split based on, uh, you know, based on, uh, based on favorites compared to, you know, guys, uh, you know, teams that are dogged here. Uh, so we'll, we'll start here. So we got uh, opening up, we got Jaguars at Bengals, the Thursday night game. Didn't get to do Thursday night last week. So I usually record on Fridays, but I'm pretty excited about this one. I don't think it's as, it's as bad of a game as people think. Uh, I think there's a lot of really interesting storylines here that go over. But uh, outside of that, uh, the line right now is uh, Bengals minus seven at home against the Jaguars. And I will take the Bengals minus seven. I think that's the play. I haven't really seen anything from the Jaguars that will make me think otherwise. Obviously, that really interesting return last week for the uh, on the uh, short field goal, uh, one of the longest plays in NFL history, if not the longest. I just don't think they've shown anything to really give you confidence. Uh, Chenault obviously being out, uh, the receivers really didn't step up last week. If that play doesn't happen, you know, it's pretty much a blowout against Arizona. They did play them a little tough. I will give them that, um, but I just don't think. Uh, I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is the bust before people put things words in my mouth, but I don't think he's up to you know, up to the task. I think Joe Burrow's just heating up here. Uh, you know, off of a, a pretty decent outing last week against a pretty stout Steelers defense. Um, so give me uh, the Bengals minus seven. Diving in, we got the uh, football team uh, going against the Falcons in Atlanta. Line right now is the football team as the road favorite, minus one and a half, and I think that's the play as well. Uh, Falcons uh, off a uh, an interesting win against the Giants last week. I think it's a letdown spot. I think that you know they're, feel, they're feeling themselves a little bit. Football team getting embarrassed in Buffalo. I think they come back strong. Um, I think Heineke figures it out a little bit more. I mean. They, Obviously, they got killed by Buffalo, but most people get killed by Josh Allen these days, especially in the regular season. So um, I like the football team here. I think their defense finally figures it out and is able to step up uh, under, under Jack Del Rio. Uh, I think Rivera gets on these guys a little bit. They're, you know, not that they're out of the – they're only obviously a game back in the division, but I think this is a, a must win for them in order to stay in, in contention. So give me the football team minus one and a half points on the road. All right, we're going to go. Uh, next, we've got uh, Texans at Buffalo. So Texans at Bills line right now is Bills minus 16 at home. I actually like the Texans here, and I'll tell you why. I think this is one of those games that Buffalo may overlook. The Texans are a sneaky, a sneaky team. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying you know they, they have any chance of winning this game. But what what I will say is that they're pretty frisky out every week. Um, I think Davis Mills so far has shown he's probably the best, not the best quarterback of this class moving forward, but he's shown the most out of this quarterback class. He looks pretty solid. He's not making mistakes. He's tough in the pocket. Um, I like I like Mills a little bit, and I think that the yeah, Texans are going to be able to cover 16. That's a pretty big number. Um, so I'll take the Texans plus 16. Next, we get the Lions at the Bears. Uh, the line right now is Bears minus two and a half at home. I like. Buying a point and getting the Lions plus three and a half. So I'm not, you know, obviously I think that that point really kind of speaks volumes to, you know, to what how close of a game I still think this is going to be. I like buying the point really, really for the fact of just giving yourself that field goal cushion. Um, my thing here is the Lions fight everyone. They're a good team. Not again. I'll, I'll phrase good team as someone who competes right now, and, and they've competed in every outing they've been in. They crawl back against the Rams. They Realistically, probably should have beat the Ravens last week. Uh, and if you're looking at potentially a strong point for the Bears right now, I guess it's going to be Fields' legs, even though he hasn't really shown much. He's not Lamar Jackson. And look, listen, the Lions had some breaks. Hollywood Brown couldn't catch anything last week. But 
I, I do like the Lions here. I think they're a scrappy team. I, I was a little bit tight to even take them money line. But, again, I, I just think the smart play here is by the point, get Lions plus three and a half. Um, moving on from there, we have the Carolina Panthers at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys open up as a minus four and a half favorite. I really like the Panthers here, plus four and a half. And when I say really like, I just I think the value is there. I think Dallas coming off a really big home win, emotional win against the Eagles for Dak Prescott. I think Dallas still wins this game, but I think the Panthers are able to hold. I think uh, Chuba Howard's a lot better than people think he is. Um, he was a pretty damn good college uh, college running back. When he came in last week, he showed it. Um, if you look at, you know, last year when McCaffrey went out, Mike Davis held his own in this offense. I think there's a lot of upside to Chuba Howard and a lot of upside, upside to exactly, you know, what the Panthers are all about. I think Darnold will make some mistakes that will cost this team the game. But overall, I, I think the Panthers will cover the four and a half. We have Colts at Dolphins. Uh, Col- I'm sorry, Dolphins are minus two. I was high on the Colts last week if Wentz played. Obviously, if Wentz re- – it really depends what Carson Wentz you get at this point. I still like the Colts here plus two. I think they have a stout defense. Uh, they're my fantasy defense of the week. Pick them up in my league. Um, I, I I think Brissett is he, – he's always shown that that flair, but it really, it's really fizzled out over you know a couple of games. They played a tough game last week against the Raiders. I just think the Colts are a superior team here. I like the Colts plus two. And if you have a little bit, you know, uh, heavier of a ball sack than I do, I would even take a money line. Um, we got Browns at Vikings. Uh, Browns opened up as a road favorite. Uh, a road favorite minus two and a half. I do like the Browns here. I, I would just take the Browns. I think they're, you know, they're, they need a win. Uh, the Vikings obviously have been a really tough out for a lot of people. Uh, I think – I think Baker just controls the clock, understands what he has to do, you know, relies on that run game a little bit. And so I, I like the Browns minus two and a half here. Uh, next one, we got Giants at Saints. Uh, Saints open as a minus eight favorite. I like the Giants plus eight. They fought everyone very tough so far. Um, outside of probably Denver, which that game was closer than the uh, the box score said. So I, I've been a, a noted uh, you know, New York football giant hater for some time. I just, I just don't think that they're that much worse. I think they're going to play James pretty tough. James got really lucky against the pass with a couple throws last week. That offense is really slowed down compared to what they were, uh, you know, what they were been doing. So I, I do like the Giants there plus eight. That's my play. We have the, uh, the Titans at the Jets. I already went over this. I like the Titans minus eight. Uh, Chiefs at Eagles. So the Chiefs and Andy Reid, you know, hopefully, obviously, you know, hope for well for his health. Uh, but they're going to go against. The Eagles in Philly returns for Andy Reid. Uh, return to Andy Reid to Philly. I think this is this is my play of the week. Chiefs minus seven. I don't even think I need to buy a point. I think they're going to absolutely blow the doors off the Eagles. If the Eagles couldn't handle Carson, um, excuse me, if the Eagles couldn't hand, handle Dak Prescott, I really don't think they're they're going to be able to handle Pat, an angry Pat Mahomes coming back. So give me the Eagles. Uh, I'm sorry, give me the Chiefs minus seven. Uh, that's my play of the week. We got uh, the Cards, Arizona Cardinals at the Rams. Uh, line right now is ma- uh, Rams minus four and a half. I love the Rams here minus four and a half. Um, obviously, the, the hesitancy is that obviously both teams on the feet in Arizona look pretty, uh, look like a pretty tough out for majority of this. I'm I'm just pretty anthem about the Rams this year. They, they they've shown a lot, and even without Stafford, they always pretty much owned Arizona. Uh, the defensive front for the Rams is probably going to be a little bit too much. Obviously, Kyler's got some legs, but Aaron Donald's going to prove too much in this one. They're not going to be able to run as well as they have. Uh, so give me the Rams minus four and a half. Uh, Seahawks at Niners. Uh, 
Niners open up at home as a minus three uh, favorite. I like Seattle plus three here. They need a win. Uh, Russell Wilson, obviously, uh, he's not going you know, into a cold weather environment. He's going to San Fran. It's going to hopefully be a nice day for him there. Um, Lockett's healthy. Metcalf is you know, kind of itching for that breakout game. I think this might be it. I do like San Fran this year. I just don't think they're going to have as successful of a run game. And uh, you know, Seattle's a pretty interesting def- uh, defense to watch uh, with Jamal Adams. So give me Seattle plus three. Uh, we got – Next, the Ravens at Denver. Denver is a minus one favorite at home against the Ravens. Take anytime the Ravens are plus points, I would just take them. Um, they're I think they're like plus one hundred five right now money line. Just take take the Ravens money line. Walk away with the money. They're gonna win this one. They they need a big comeback uh, comeback victory after a slow game against Detroit. Uh, I like the Ravens here. Um, looking uh, Steelers at Packers. Packers are minus seven. I fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The Steelers are that team. They're so far are just enormous frauds. The receiving core is really banged up. Najee Harris has looked great, but outside of that, defense has been a little bit slower than I thought. I like the Packers minus seven at home. Uh, next, we got uh, probably the game of the week in my eyes. We got the and when I say game of the week, just the, the biggest storylines: Tom Brady and the Bucks, and obviously Gronk going back to New England to face the Pats. Uh, Bucks are a minus seven favorite. I think this is a just. Off Brady off a loss, an absolute revenge game for him and, and Gronk going back to New England, just going to show Belichick, uh, you know, exactly what they're made of. I think it starts slow. I think Belichick's going to, you know, find ways to, you know, mess with Brady a little bit. But overall, I, I like the Buck minus seven. I think they cover that spread. Uh, we got uh, the Monday night game, last game of the week. Uh, pretty good one, actually. Uh, the 3 0 Raiders visiting the 3 0 Chargers. Uh, Chargers are opening as a minus three and a half favorite. Uh, I love the Raiders here. I, I think they're 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 one of those sneaky teams that are just gonna compete every week. Uh, pretty excited about that. I I know how good Herbert and the Chargers have looked. I think it's gonna be a very high scoring game, but I think the Raiders keep it close enough to cover that three and a half point spread. Um, so that those are my picks. Uh, obviously, you know, five hundred last week with uh, obviously going up money, but uh, you know, really really excited for another great week of football. Uh, I'll be obviously putting up uh, you know some live updates and tweets uh, on my Twitter. Uh, obviously posting this to Instagram as well and feel free to share it with anyone who might be, you know, might be a football fan listening, whoever it may be excited for another week of football and, uh, you know, looking forward to hopefully winning you guys some money. Welcome to my new intro song for fan questions. I think it's going to be a good one this year. Uh, appreciate everyone sticking around for some fan questions. Going to dive right into it here. Uh, I got some good ones, and I got some ones that I have to answer because I promise everyone that uh, submits one that I will answer it. So 
We'll start with my boy Nick Yak with just a love you with peace sign. It's an inside joke. Appreciate it. Um, Next we got uh, my boy Aaron Mazer, a longtime listener, first time question asker. Uh, will sports ever be enjoyable again? So he's an Eagle fan. Uh, I don't think I'd make a podcast if I didn't think it would never be enjoyable again. I think it, I, I just have to look at the bright side of it. Obviously, all the teams that I like suck, but I, I wouldn't commit it's a, a pretty decent amount of time to doing this. But I thought, you know, it would never be fun again. I think one day this will be a lot more fun just because uh, the Jets will eventually, I mean, kind of have to eventually be good. Uh, we got my guy, John Campbell, a.k.a. Speedy Johnny, asking, why does your ass stink? Because I do not wipe. Next. Benny Baja on his, uh, I guess, 13th date anniversary. I don't know the, the backstory there going with. The Jets will the suck. The Jets will always, and you will never get it. Okay, I'll never get the suck. Okay, um, I'm engaged, so it's happened. I think. Um, finally, actual two Jets questions back to back. We got DJ Wells submitting one. Who's more to blame for the 0 three? Uh, is it 0 and three ugly start? Joe D the four or Zach? I think. I think. I'll go 70% LaFleur, 30% Joe D. I don't blame Zach Wilson. I, I just I don't think we put him in the right spot yet to succeed. Joe Douglas, I think, if you look at his 2020 draft, um, not not exactly his fault, but, I mean, you wasted a fourth-round pick on James Morgan, a sixth-round pick on a punter who's hurt. He's not even on the field anymore. Um, your first and third-round picks are injured, not in the field. Your second-round pick, Mims, for some reason, won't be on the field. So – and P. Ryan's inactive, so, and that's a fourth-round pick as well. So when you're looking at the overall picture of it, you have to think about what – obviously injuries happen, but was the was the draft pick itself worth the time? So I I just don't know that. I, I think that's why you give Douglas a little bit of blame. We're just not creative, not using the, the strengths of his quarterback. I don't, I don't think that's been – Anywhere near where it has to be, and I, I think that he's a large part to blame. And I would even put Salah in there a little bit too. You have you have to be able to get on your guys. You have to be able you have to be able to really talk about talk about what what's wrong and 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 face up to it. Be accountable. I think maybe behind the scenes a little more accountable, but but forward facing to the media, he's not. So um, yeah, that's my answer there. Got my last one from Joey Davis, Lores, who uh, is expecting a week nine fantasy football smackdown from my squad. Um, going, hey, Broadway, uh, where's Denzel Mims' thoughts on why they aren't playing him? I answered a little bit before. I, I just, I truthfully think that he just, he doesn't know every position as well as he should, and other guys are playing better than him. I think it's as simple as that. doesn't matter where you pick the guy. It doesn't matter how much, you, how much money you pay the guy. If they're not going to help your team win and get better, then then they don't see the field. I, th- I think it's as simple as that. I think that if you're if you're really thinking about it, and you're looking too far into it over that. That there's a an organization wide conspiracy that is is really essentially out to get your second round pick. And I, I think you're I think you're sadly mistaken. So that that's my answer on Mims. I just don't. I, I don't think he's up to, up to snuff yet. I think he will be. He's making a chance this week, and we'll, we'll see. So I uh, appreciate the fan questions. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, obviously, I'll put them on Instagram every week to submit some, or you can uh, obviously uh, send me a note on Twitter or even at my email at, uh, at uh, joiningthejets at gmail.com. So appreciate it, everyone. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to a good game this week and, uh, you know, hopefully recapping it next week as well. It's 6 a.m. and the sun is getting high. He picks up the mail from the sky. He feels like rush of excitement as he holds it in his hand. Nothing wrong, no one got it. Some postman is moving to our letters. Some postman is going to cry.